When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the CHGO Blackhawks postgame podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download the app and use promo code CHGO when you sign up. Welcome in. I'm Jay Zawoski with Greg Boyson. Mario Tirabasi is under the weather. It's a weird statement, under the weather. Aren't we all technically under the weather? I think we're in the weather. We're in the weather, and he's under it. So better for him, I guess. Especially where he is, they're going to get slammed with some snow. We might never see Mario again. Maybe not. Well, he missed a heck of a game tonight. RIP in peace, Mario Tirabasi. <laughs> this is a Mario Memorial show. Uh, hey, you missed a hell of a hockey game if you weren't watching. The Hawks win 3-2 in the shootout. Tyler Johnson scores, the, uh, ties the game with 55 seconds left in the third with a power play goal. And then he also picks up the shootout winner. But Patrick Kane... Looks like he had scored at the buzzer. The NBC Sports Chicago TV showed 0.1 seconds left on the clock, and people in the crowd were turning around to us like, is it good? Is it good? And we're like, <laughs> I don't know. Also, I don't know what you're saying to me when you're four rows in front of me <laughs> mid-game, but thank you. Um, so, yeah, it looked like the Hawks had won it, and then they got it in a shootout. So, uh, really exciting game. Not great for the tank, of course, uh, but, man, that was a, that was a an exciting hockey game, and the Hawks have been – Playing some pretty decent hockey of late. Well, I mean, it also helps when Patrick Kane strings together three of his of his best games Absolutely. of the season. When we were leaving after uh, after post game, I said, "Man, can you imagine where they'd be in the standings right now if Patrick Kane has been playing like this all season? They'd be like five points out of a wild card spot, and it would all go to hell." So maybe I'm putting all right. Tinfoil hat. Yeah, going on do right I need now. to share my tinfoil tin, theory? Tinfoil hat. You <laughs> is, it, is it the same thing? I don't know. I, don't, I, I texted I, you, it the other night. I gotta, well, you go first because I don't want to. Well, I, I want to make sure because I, I did it like a, uh, in a in a late night, uh, a little bit overtired uh, stupor a bit. The darn puppy won't go to sleep kind of oh stupor. Oh, my God. It might be the same, same theory. Uh, so I don't want to steal your theory. <laughs> All right, I'm, I'm looking for it. I'm sorry. All right, well, if it is the same theory, <laughs> I apologize. All right, I got it. Got All right, it. You, you go first. So this was uh, tw- uh, 10.21 p.m. after the uh, the Leafs game. I said, tinfoil tin thoughts. Kane bought into the rebuild so much that he sucked on purpose and now decided he wants to move, so has decided to up his trade value. That, that was That's where that idea that, – <laughs> I'm glad I didn't say it because that's where that – that's exactly what I was going to say, that he was like, you know what? When I help the team lose, and then when it matters, I'm going to get really good and drive that. Listen, if you've been watching Patrick Kane the last three games, this is a guy that's saying, sore hip or not, I could still take over a game. Yeah, watch this. Now, there's still there are still some moments where you're like, yeah, that's not the same guy. Case in point tonight, there was a play in the third period uh, where he took the puck away from Alec Martinez at the blue line and Alec Martinez was able to stay stride for stride with yeah. him. That doesn't happen two years ago, three years yeah, ago. Back true. when Alex Martinez was on a Kings, that's a breakaway goal. Like, 
So there are still those moments where you're like, it's not quite the same guy, but then you just have those, you know, the last, the way he's played the last three games is like Stanley Cup playoff Patrick Kane. Yes. The FU scoring a goal here. <laughs> right. Like the just, I, the, it's been great to see. It's been fun. It's been, you know, nostalgic. And yet, we're still in the same situation. We'll talk. I'm sure we'll talk about that again more later. Yeah. But you know, it's just fun to see. And that having the hat trick Sunday, and then that would have been the storybook buzzer, literal buzzer beater goal. And if these were his last two games at the United Center as a Blackhawk, yeah, and it could be. What a way to to go out, go out on top. Well, I mean, look, even before the the apparent winner. Uh, Every time he touched the puck, the crowd will get excited. Every time. This, I got to say, like, over the last handful of games, fans have realized this could be the last time we see There's Patrick There's a Kane. buzz every time he touches the puck. And honest to God, like, he was in a starting lineup, a big, big pop again when his name got announced. And every time he had a look, every time he had a chance – the crowd got excited. That breakaway, everybody stood up. You and I in the press box in the front row had to kind of crane our necks to see what happened. I actually watched, I actually watched on the scoreboard. And the presence of mind for Patrick Kane to get a breakaway in overtime and take a peek yeah. to see how much time he had and say, well, it's now or never. You can you can credit the new scoreboard that has the time on the inside ring, too, so the yeah, players can see it. Definitely. I mean, I'm sure that's what he peaked at. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. You know, these last – handful of games have been fun yes. and there hasn't been a lot of those the past handful of seasons right and tonight was just a fun game you had another nice crowd uh not not as big as sunday night but the, with the leafs not being in town you know that that takes away a bunch of fans even though there were quite a few vegas fans which I don't understand. Yeah. None of those people live in Las Vegas. Why are you wearing Vegas? Is that jerseys? like back in the day when everyone had like a shark starter jacket? I, I mean, I'm sure it has to do with <laughs> the new team and that first season run. And yeah. it's cool to like the new yeah. guys, but whatever. Uh, uh, Ryan Fraley says Kane didn't speak to the media afterwards, so I'm guessing a trade is close. No, they have a game tomorrow night in Dallas. Yeah, they were they, getting on the plane, so only Tyler Johnson and Peter Mrazek were made available, uh, yeah. and Luke Richardson, of course. Yeah, the and he said it's. Post game is it's not like everybody sits there and you walk around stall a stall like after a morning skate. Yeah, they send out one or two guys, and and you know I'm sure Patrick Kane is just like yeah no not me not me he 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 spoke the you know the, the last game and you know Tyler Johnson was the hero tonight so let Tyler Johnson go out and and get in front of, get some camera time yeah and well Luke Richardson interesting on the Kane angle and and I want to make sure I heard him correctly. Gutman got the belt after the last game for right. scoring his first NHL goal. Kane got the belt tonight, and he said, Luke said, he said, he, you know, that the team was sticking together and playing really well, and we have a better, we're a better team than our record indicates. Patrick Kane is the one who said that, right? Is that what he Gordon was saying? Gordon Richardson, yeah. Okay, I want to make sure yeah, that it wasn't Gutman and it was Kane. Right, no, he said Kane said, yeah, we're like our – what you said with the record and saying that he's really enjoying being a team. So, you know, did he actually say it? I don't know. That's what Rich, oh, I, I'm not doubting he said it, but again, now we're playing. What does it mean? What does right. it all mean? Like March 3rd, 
cannot get here fast <laughs> enough. I and, am tired of it. I just, I just, I can't. I'm, you know, oh. I we have to talk about it every day. I know because it's the biggest storyline that's surrounded this team for five years. But it just, it gets tiresome. And and listen, this is coming from somebody that's on the other side. I can't even imagine, you know. Patrick Kane, what he, what he's, you know, but yeah. again, you can make all these questions go away, make up your mind yeah. and the questions go away. I, as I'm walking, I had a, I had a tough day personally today. Everything's fine, but just, it was a long day with a lot of stuff going on. We'll say off the ice. And, uh, I, as I walk into great gate three and a half, usually I'll head to the basement and then make my way through the corridor up to the press box. But I heard that the pregame soccer game was happening, so I didn't want to walk right through that, so I went through the concourse. I go through the concourse, and I hear, Jay, Jay. I'm like, oh, not tonight. Like, <laughs> I'm not in the mood to like entertain and, and be on. But the second time I couldn't ignore it, I turned around. I can't tell you who it is, but it's one of my top team sources, uh, and stopped and talked to them. And they said they had had their meeting. They just had gotten out of their meeting, and – they still had no clarity on what was going to happen with Patrick Kane. And it's just like, you could see that it's affecting everybody. Imagine how frustrated Kyle Davidson is. Yes. He was on the pregame show on NBC Sports, and he puts on the happy face. But he's got to be behind closed doors, just punching holes in drywall, just going, just tell me something, please. Yeah. And he's, to his credit, and Patrick Kane has said it, He's not trying to pressure him, but you know when there's no one around, he's probably MFing and just like not not Kane in particular, but just like the, the situation. situation. It's tough. Because he yes. didn't create this situation. Exactly. He This isn't his doing. He's trying to do the right thing, but he's being handcuffed because <laughs> yeah. the bonehead that was in before him made his job well, more difficult. I mean, look, like they uh, – they, I'm not going to knock he who shall not be named for giving them no movement clauses. I mean, they certainly had earned it. Yeah, of of the 63 that he gave out, these were the two that <laughs> yeah, they're, they're these the were the two, two yeah. that deserved it the most. Exactly. So whatever, that's fine. But just it's a lot. And all right, let, let's just play a game. Like, in my opinion, could change tomorrow, based on whatever, however way the wind's blowing. But today, I don't think he's getting traded. This is based on nothing. It's based on gut feel, and that's it. I told you what I was talking to a source, what they told me. This has nothing to do with that conversation because guess what? They didn't know either. I'm just saying, the way he's playing, the way he's talking, the way he's acting, the way the crowd is responding to him, I think he's like, you know what? I like it here. I'm very comfortable here. I'm very happy here. I've got nothing more to prove. If I want to consider a move in the offseason, so be it but I'm going to stick this thing out. That's how I feel today. I'm going to wake up tomorrow and be like, he's 100% getting traded. I have no effing idea. I wish I did. Every, I'm sure you have the same thing when you talk to friends and talk to people like you're at a party or whatever. Hey, what's going on with Kane? Like, I don't know. Yeah. I wish I knew. Watch if, our last 17 episodes. You can get it all right exactly. there. And come away as confused as ever. Yeah. Well, but okay. if, I, if I'm guessing right now, I think he's staying. And I'm, not, and I'm not just doing this to devil's advocate, but I think he's getting traded because why else has this – he flipped this switch all of a sudden. Yeah, that's interesting. Like you kind of – you know, yeah, it could be the chip on the, the natural chip on the shoulder. He hears the hip talk 
And he hears, oh, he's just dogging it talk. He hears it. Yeah. He's been asked about it for the last few weeks. Yep. So maybe he's like, I'll show you, but why are you showing us unless you're showing off for the Carolina Hurricanes or the Vegas Golden Knights, who now have 9.5 million in cap space? And Toronto, who opted to go with Ryan O'Reilly instead. Or Dallas, who they play tomorrow. Maybe he's going to have really good Tex-Mex at a restaurant for lunch tomorrow. You know what? (laughs) I could eat this every day. Yeah, that sounds good. Trade me here to Dallas. Yeah. But I really think it's, like, I think being the guy that he is and living for the spot like these last couple of games makes him want to go somewhere else. Maybe. Because he's like, God Darn it, I missed this. Or our former friend Liam McHugh, I call him former because he stood us up. Yeah. Uh, he, he said, like, like they had for the love the of plane. God, uh, get get Patrick Kane in a playoff series again. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, that would be exciting this as hell This is a guy watch. that lives for the be that guy at the moment. He lives for the spotlight because he excels at it. He ain't getting the spotlight here the last five seasons. May, I'm thinking these last couple of games, the roar of the crowd, scoring the big goals, makes him go, Damn it, I missed this. Yeah. I want this again. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, but before I got in the car and headed down, uh, I had the NHL network on. And uh, by the way, former Blackhawks assistant coach John Torchorella was uh, yes. doing some uh, analysis there. Good to see him. Torchetti. Torchetti, that's what I'm sorry. You got yeah. him and John Torchorella yeah. combined. Oh, yeah. Torchetti. A, Torchetti. Sorry. Yes. Uh, that guy, yes. Um, he was doing some uh analysis on the daytime show um but they also had kevin weeks on and kevin weeks said he had spoken to pat person uh today today patrick kane's agent and according to patrick kane's agent quote every contender is interested in him and he called him a unicorn as, as like a player like this does not come on the trade market very often. And when they do, teams fall over themselves to get a guy like that based on reputation alone. Great. So what I've been saying, that there's still a GM that wants to trade for the name Patrick Kane, if nothing else. But the way he's been playing this last week, that even ups the ante. And they even mentioned that there is a possible way that our old friends, the New York Rangers, can still pull off a trade for Patrick Kane Um they said if they can shed the contract of uh, Kraftstoff, who's a guy that's been in a lot of trade room and has actually requested a trade, then maybe they could pull that off if you get a third team for some retention in there. So maybe he goes to the Rangers after all, after all this talk. I don't know. My guess is my feeling hasn't really wavered much in the last few weeks, even with the yes and the no's and the I haven't decided yet. I still think he's ultimately getting traded because – as long as he gives, like, yeah, we keep saying you can't give him a day. But the way he's playing now, if you give him an hour before the deadline, somebody's going to be like, yes, we want that. And I still think, I'll take it one step further, I still think Patrick Kane will be wearing a Carolina Hurricanes jersey ah. before it's all said and done. All right. I really think the Hurricanes are going to jump on that. I know people are like, oh, Rob Brendamore won't take his lack of defense. He doesn't need to play defense on the Hurricanes. Right. He needs to stand there and skate with Sebastian Ajo and Svechnikov and be an offensive superstar. Uh, Rick89 says, Kane wants to do right by the Hawks uh, and, and thinks he's going to waive the no-trade clause. See, that's that's another thing is Kane, I think, and we were talking about this during the game, maybe feels a little bit of pressure to accept a trade. 
because he wants to put the Hawks in a good situation. He wants to leave them it's loyal. It's he doesn't actually want to leave more for loyal to the team to accept the trade yes. and get them assets than to stick and leave for nothing. Unless he thinks, you know what? I just want to finish my career here. I will sign a three, four year deal and and that he may want to do that, but do the Blackhawks want to do that? That I don't know. There's debate about that, and I see both arguments. I'm ready for them to just say we're done with the Stanley Cup era. We're trying to build a new identity. But then I can also get the argument that, like, well, for the next couple of years, while the salary cap is, is, you know, they got nothing but cap space. He's not right. going to hurt you there. And who's he really taking minutes away from over the next two seasons? No one. So I get both sides of the argument. I would prefer that they just – it's time. And I, have to, I wonder, too, like – are the Hawks being swayed by how he's played lately too? Like is Kyle Davidson seeing this and being like, wait a minute, where has this been all year? Maybe he does have a few years left. Like the the game Patrick Kane plays is going to age well, right? Yeah. If he if he ends up he avoids staying, contact most nights. If, if he ends up saying he's probably going to get the hip repaired, right? You would hope. If if it's something that, that's that repairable has, with I, surgery, I mean, I would think that that would be like the first stipulation. Okay, we're going to give you this deal. But you got to get this, whatever this is. You got to get it taken care of. And and if if he's if if that's the agreement you come to, and you know say, you know, he wants to stay, the deadline passes, and in that decision to stay, the the conversation about resigning happens. You say, great, we're gonna do that. Sounds wonderful. Let's sign right now. But you are shutting yourself down for the rest of the season. You're gonna get take the take care of the hip right away. So game one next season, you're 100% ready to go, and we can still proceed with the tank accordingly without you here helping us win games that we have no business winning. Yeah. I don't know. A million things can happen. Right. And the longer we wait, the the more scenarios pop up, and we'll keep talking about them. Here's another good question. This is from Drawlix in the chat. He says, if Kane does right by the Hawks, does Cal Davidson really deny him the ability to return? If he wants to, of course. I only say this because of his family in Chicago. Um, that's the thing. Does Kyle Davidson have the gonads to say thanks but no thanks Patrick Kane? He had the gonads to trade Kirby Doc and Alex DeBrinkett. Yeah, Valid. However, those two are not Patrick Kane. No, but he has shown that he has no problem making unpopular moves. True. For the betterment of the team. So if he believes not... If he believes this team without Patrick Kane is better for the big picture, I think he sticks to that. But if he thinks, hey, Patrick Kane, I need you for the next couple of years of transition, yeah, I don't know. It, it's such a weird, bizarre thing. And if he does come back after this year, give it, give him the two- or three-year deal. Do not do this one-year crap. I do no. not no. want another season of this. And I, I would also say if you're going to give him two or – so Mario said four the other day when you jumped off, and I thought that felt a little long. I think two or three is perfect. The only thing I wonder about is could you stipulate, like, yes, a no-moving clause is a no-moving clause, but could you say we are absolutely not trading you under no circumstance? Th this contract is to assure that you retire as a Blackhawk. In the last year of this is of this deal, there'll be no conversations about a trade. Maybe Kane could stipulate that. Maybe the Hoss could stipulate that. 
I don't know. There, there's just so many ways this can go. And no rage, say, rage said Mario yelled at him for asking the question about resigning in the offseason. We're saying resigning after not being traded. There's no way they're going to trade him and then bring him back. No. That's that, not going to happen. That, that, if they trade him, they have moved on from Patrick. Yeah, King. yeah. Because they're not going to get everybody to say their goodbyes and be sad about it just to bring them back. And that, and that rarely ever happens. The one guy I could see that happening Domi. is Max Domi. Yeah. I could see that happening with Max Domi where they trade him and then he wants to come back because he likes it here and he likes playing for Luke Richardson and Luke Richardson likes him. I mean, that's half the battle when you get a coach that knows how to fit you in his system and that you enjoy playing for. Yeah, and I, I don't think there's teams around the league chomping at the bit to get Max Domi. I don't think no, his... Max even Domi is going to be like a consolation prize for a team that miss out on, yeah. on a Timo Meyer or a Patrick Kane. Somebody had asked uh, a couple minutes ago to do these... Uh, oh, it's our super chat. Michael, uh, thank you for the super chat. Yeah, thank you, Michael. Uh, do you guys think the Kane indecision is holding up any other moves that might be made prior to the deadline? Probably. Yeah, probably. Because not necessarily by on the Hawks end, but on those other teams ends, because they don't want to call for Max Domi until they know Patrick Kane's not available. Exactly. See, look around the league. Like the people that have been traded are the top are guys. the marquee. Yeah. Tarasenko O'Reilly so far. Two of the, two of the th three biggest forwards on the market. Yeah. Minus Patrick Kane. If we don't know it, you know, now Timo Meyer is the next guy who missed today's game or yesterday's game with a upper, upper body, body injury. injury. Yeah. Well, and you had an interesting development about Timo Meyer. Not you, but you told me about it. Uh, yeah, I forget who, but was it Frank Cervalli who put it out there? Yeah, um, it was very interesting. About how the St. Louis Blues might be in on Timo Meyer all of a sudden. And at first you're like, well, why? They just traded away two of their top guys. But when you look at the St. Louis Blues, their core is set for at least four to six years. Kairou, Shen, mm -hmm. Saad, Perianko, Falk, uh, Krug, all signed. Nick Letty has signed for years. Um, they've got Rob Thomas just extended. Bless you. So they've got their core. So he they to push you around. Doug, Doug T Armstrong, and I hate heaping praise on the St. Louis Blues, but he is doing <laughs> a hell of a job of general managing because he sees his team and says, they're not making the playoffs this year. And even if we sneak in, we're getting thumped in the first round. So Tarasenko's a free agent. O'Reilly's a free agent. I'm going to trade them. Now I have three first-round draft picks, and I still have my core. And now he can maybe use two of those draft picks that he just got to get Timo Meyer. He can outbid everybody mm -hmm. else right now. And then maybe he comes up. I, I get this scenario. Take those first-round picks he got from the Rangers and the Maple Leafs and say, here, San Jose, we'll give you this and our top prospect Sign Timo Meyer to a five, six year deal. We'll give you two of our three first round picks. And don't, now all of a sudden, instead of tearing things down, you've gotten younger, you've gotten better, and you're back to being a, a contender. In, in like, this is something That's that you do it. that guy never learned how you to do. You don't trade Tavo Teravainen to get rid of Brian Bickle. Right. You trade Brent Seabrook to get rid of Brian Bickle at the time. Yes, you trade the guy. You, the exactly. Well, yeah. Yeah. So he's anyway. doing a great job. Now, maybe this Timo Meyer thing is nothing, but it makes sense it makes when a you lot break of sense. it down. And obviously that would happen with the Blues having assurances that Meyer would resign there. Right. And he's and Meyer, the difference with Meyer, too, is he's a restricted free agent. He is right. not a UFA. So whatever team trades for him has, has his negotiation rights. rights. Yeah. Yes. So maybe that has to do it. I, Man, could you imagine being, you know, 
the Hurricanes or the Knights, one of these teams that have been tied to him, want him, need him, then you lose him to a team not making the playoffs this year. I know. <laughs> that's a kick in the junk. But, hey, that is that is uh, forward-thinking and savvy it's, general managing. It's good. It's very good job at general managing. Even just the idea of throwing that out there, um, you know, yeah, and they'll be up against the salary cap, but you have to be up against the salary cap to win a Stanley Cup. Yep. You can't you can't save nickels and dimes uh, if you want to go deep in the playoffs. So I think they need another coach, but that and a, maybe a goaltender. But that's not my problem. No, it is not your problem. That is true. We uh, should probably hey. talk more about tonight's game. Yeah, we will. <laughs> uh, there is, uh, by the way, there is one home game left before the. Uh, before the trade deadline yes. happens, and you might want to jump on to game time and check that out, and uh, Greg's going to tell you how. Yes, March 2nd, the night before the trade deadline. $6. It is six. – I'm not even kidding. It is $6 on game time right now. I'm thinking the game time – What the hell? I'm thinking people are thinking either guys are already be traded or guys who can be traded will be healthy scratched. And what what's the tickets for the March fourth game? The game after the trade deadline. That should be so, like uh, they should be paying. Oh, hang on, I'm looking at tomorrow night in Dallas. <laughs> okay, oh, all right. Sorry, well, that makes sorry. more sense. Okay, the sixteen dollars still. That's still really good. What's the Predators game on forty? See, you would think it'd be the other way around. Yes, it could be the last time to see some of these players. Well, people want to see Milan Lucic on the Blackhawks, apparently. <laughs> Because that game against the Predators <laughs> is going to be Rockford Icehawks night, and that's not a promo. That's like it's going no, to be. Yeah. Yeah, way to celebrate CHGO's first birthday. But if you want to celebrate CHGO's first ber- birthday on March 4th, it's also Chicago's birthday, but we don't really care too much about that. No. Our birthday is more important. Exactly. You can go to Game Time, the hottest new ticketing site that makes it easier than ever to score the best deals on those Blackhawks tickets. You can also buy tickets to all other sports, concerts, shows. You'll get the seats that you thought you never dreamed you could sit in, and it is possible with game time. The biggest last-minute price drops can be found on the seats you thought you could never buy. My advice to you when you work in the game time site is wait to the day of the game you want to go to and get those tickets then because that's when the prices start to go down. The people selling tickets get nervous, and they drop the prices, and you're not going to find a better deal this the rest of the season on Blackhawks tickets, not, not that many. It's hard to believe that, like, we're almost towards the end of the season already. I know. It just this is this season has flown by. It feels sad. like we were in Denver like a month ago. Game time guarantees the lowest price. So if you're on another one of those imitation secondary sites and they've got a lower price, take a screenshot of it, send it to Game Time, and they will match that price. And if you love CHGO and you wouldn't be here if you didn't, then you'll love Game Time. The best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in the podcast description if you're watching live on YouTube right now. Thank you. Slide, uh, scroll down. You're going to see that giant white thumbs up. Why don't you smash that for us real quick? And then you'll see that podcast, uh, The sorry, the Game Time link right there underneath that. If you're listening to the audio version, whatever podcast app you're w- listening to, find the link to Game Time in the description. Click on it, buy your tickets, and join over 15 million people who have used Game Time and score the best seats to all your favorite events. Uh, Region Rev says, when is Pride Night? That is March 26th, March 26th at the United Center. Yeah. So, yeah, jump on Game Time and get your tickets for Pride Night. Uh, always a good time when they do their theme nights. Tonight was Loyola Night. And Why there wasn't was a it Fat Tuesday. There was a smattering of people. They're like, hey, there was, hey, it's Loyola Night. And it was like, one guy in a scarf. golf clap. <laughs> yeah. Was it Loyola the, the college or Loyola the high school? Yes. 
It was one of them. They wear the same colors. Exactly. Um, I have to do a read, too. And guess what it is? It's DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of CHGO and All City. There are so many ways to jump in to DraftKings and just get things rolling for yourself. If you're a new user, download the app. Use the code CHGO. We'll tell you why in a second. They've got the NBA no-sweat same-game parlays. Super Bowl bets, Mario did well. Me, not so much. Major League Baseball, I have placed my bets. I've got some uh, some uh, some win totals for the, the Cubs and Sox. I have over for both. Mm-hmm. Got that. I had put down a, what was the other one I did? Oh, it was like Edwin Diaz saves. I just got, I did some of those like crazy little like long-term things, those props. I like doing those because it keeps you engaged the whole season. There's so many ways to play, though. So jump in, go to DraftKings, and download the app. You'll sign up with the code CHGO. If you're a new customer, you can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets instantly only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA with code CHGO. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes for details. And, hey, we haven't uh, reminded y'all lately to become a CHGO diehard. It's time. It is time. The new uh, Hawks design shirts uh, have begun shipping. Uh, I think mine is waiting for me at home. You said you got got yours. I got my sweatshirt today. today. It's awesome. The CHGO hockey shirt. So become a member at allchgo.com. You get exclusive content. You get a free T-shirt or hat at sign-up. Uh, you get 20% off all CHGO Locker merchandise, uh, any sort of takeovers, uh, tailgates, everything CHGO we do, you save 20% on by being a diehard. And again, you get access to the Rebuild Report, tons of exclusive content on allchgo.com. Uh, go to a couple events, and uh, you're going to pretty much pay, it's pays for itself in very short order. So jump on allchgo.com yep. and become a diehard today. And as I mentioned, our first birthday is right around the corner. Yep. That means there's going to be some renewals coming up for some of our uh, OG members like Region Rev. So new shirt, uh, yeah. Hey, re- renew, and uh, you'll get one. You get another free shirt right off the bat, and then all those continued perks for the rest of the year. Absolutely. All right. Yeah. So we should get back to this game. Yeah, I guess. So. Um. You know, we talked about Patrick Kane. Tyler Johnson is the hero of this game. And, you know, I, we say it a lot. I just really like him. And and I know he's, you know, it's only his seventh goal of the season. He's obviously battled injuries for his short two years with the Blackhawks. But, man, when he's out there, he's playing hard. Who was the uh, giant? Uh, the giant. Uh, oh, Nick Hague. Yeah, Nick Hague. He's oh. trying to go and try. He's got a, like a, a foot disadvantage to he's Nick Hague. And he's mixing it up with him. You know, Hague could probably give him the old uh, stiff stiffarm. Uh, but, man, he just he just plays his ass off. Great guy in the locker room. Uh, I, I really like Tyler Johnson. It's good to see a guy like that get rewarded because, man, he, he does work his ass off. He's experienced a lot of success earlier in his career. And, and to see him uh, get rewarded yeah. not once but twice in this one was great. And a great. good guy, too. Always yeah. available in the locker room. And just, you know, he's just he's a pro's pro. A guy that some of these young guys need to see. He's part of that building the culture of winning because he comes from a culture of winning. Uh, you know, people were like, oh, my God, why did we take this guy's contract on? But it's actually worked out pretty well. People say, oh, 
maybe we buy him out at the end of this season. No, there's yeah. no reason to. Yeah, you got to hit the cap floor. And he's a guy that, if he could stay healthy, could be a nice little trade guy at sure. next year's deadline. Yep. If he's healthy and producing, because if he's been healthy this year, if he's healthy, I think he's still in an elevated role. He probably wouldn't be traded to a team where he'd be a top six guy. But he's still got a 20-goal season in him if he can yeah. stay on the ice. Ability why, to play center or wing. Yeah, why wouldn't you want a guy like that on your third or fourth line in the playoffs? A guy that's won two Stanley Cups. And at a deadline, a $5 million deal is not difficult right. to swallow. And the Hawks can retain again. Yeah, exactly. Like you could, you exactly. can make it worth your while. So if he stays healthy next year... And, and produces, and I don't see why not. He's going to be on one of the top two lines next year, if not the top line. He's going to be feeding pucks to hopefully Connor Bedard and maybe Lucas Reichel. That's going to pad them stats real nice. He could be a, he could be a nice trade chip a year from now, uh, but he's got to stay on the ice. Well, I mean, even think about, like, if he was a free agent, you know, coming up this summer, there'd be some demand for Tyler Johnson. He'd be one of the guys in the conversation because the injuries he has had this year are – they were ankle injuries. Yeah. It's not like they're recurring back injuries or concussions or like things that it's are going to bad linger. luck. Not exactly his body breaking down. They're not the sort of things that are going to scare a team off. Right. Even last year, it was the concussion and the neck injury from a hit. It wasn't, you know, degenerative. You know, his body breaking down. So yeah, I think, uh, you know, he could be. He's a story. He's definitely a storyline next year to see how he does and 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 and. I think there's a lot of teams would love a guy like that for a playoff run. The other, uh, the other guy worth mentioning is Cole Gutman. Uh, three shots on goal, three more shot attempts, won 55% of his faceoffs, and just a real smart player. Luke Richardson talked about him in the postgame and said he just really has like a keen awareness of being in the right place at the right time, especially defensively. And he was sort of asked, like, hey, is this the kind of guy who's not going to go back to Rockford? And Luke doesn't really know. That's not really his call. And he's, I think he learned his lesson with the Reichel stuff to like, just keep your mouth shut and don't say nothing. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> Cause yeah. he kind of was like, yeah, man, Reichel, he's great. We're going to keep him here. And then the next day he was sent down. So I think rookie head coach was like, yeah, I don't know. I'm just going to shut up. Yeah. I'm not answering that question this time. Cause I got made to look like a fool the last time I said yeah. that. Yeah. That, that's true. Yeah. That, that's, I didn't know. I didn't think of that in a moment, but you're right. I will no longer be commenting on how long anyone yep. will be here ever. Because I don't get to make those decisions. <laughs> yeah. I, there are just a lot of – Seth Jones played really well. Seth Jones, j without looking at it, do you know how many shots he had tonight? He had a bunch. He had eight shots on goal. Dude was a monster. And he <laughs> – there was – you know, and then there was that plate. I think it was in the third period where he pinched and then fell down and it led to a, a three-on-one the other way. The post. Um, right. Was that the post? No, that was the uh, oh, that was the play when Kane fell down. Oh yeah, yeah, that's the um, Kane one. But right? no, the, it was the three on one. But thankfully, it was with the fourth line, and they they didn't get the pass. <laughs> yeah, they butchered it. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, but the play of the night for Seth Jones was on the penalty kill in the second period. He got the puck, yeah. skated it down the zone. Instead of dumping it, he stood there within the blue line and waited. Because he saw Sam Lafferty coming, and he got the puck across to Lafferty, not only killing another four or five seconds just by standing there. He had two nights on him, too, yeah, at the time. Yeah, and he made the pass, and Lafferty, who leads the NHL in shorthanded goals, had a scoring chance and nearly put the puck in the net. But it was one of those plays where he just shows his hockey smarts. 
Uh, Seth Jones was great tonight. And I know people still just they just want to talk shit about Seth Jones. I could hear people talking shit about him in the, uh, in the game today. But you know what? I don't know what to tell you. Watch the damn game. Yeah, watch the games. Watch the damn game. You can you can point out he did all, get walked by Jack Eichel. Yeah, but so, so does eighty five percent of <laughs> yeah. the defensemen in the league. <laughs> right. Uh, so you know I. Yeah, you can point out the goals against that he's been on. Yeah, all defensemen are against. Um, all defensemen are made to look stupid every once in a while. They're playing against the world's greatest hockey players. Yeah, but this dude has been the best defenseman overall defenseman on this team, and a lot of that has to do, um, you know. Playing with Jake McKay, man, they, they've been just an amazing pair. Uh, cool thing, by the way, this is my first time staying the whole game and then doing the post-game coverage all season. And you get to see some cool stuff there. As we were heading out to the exit to come here, we saw Jake McCabe and Jack Eichel, two former teammates in Buffalo, chatting with each other, which is cool to see. Yeah. And then you saw uh, Cassidy and Luke speaking yeah. to each yeah. other. Yeah, well, they're longtime yeah. good friends. Yeah. Um, yeah, they were chatting. Yeah, I mean that—that's the cool thing that when you get, when you get the access, you get to see like former teammates talk to each other. You see that a lot after games, uh, at, after Sunday's game against the the Maple Leafs. When I was leaving, Colin Blackwell was in the hallway talking with Mitch Marner and a couple other of his former teammates. So you see that a lot, and you just get to see those little things. You get to see the human side, yeah, right, of the game, and it's very cool. It's something that I, I don't ever want to take for granted. You get to see these guys. You know, as on a human level, as just normal dudes saying, hey, that guy's my friend. Yeah, we tried to kill each other for 60 minutes, but now we're (laughs) just going to stand out here and and chat and ask each other how our kids are doing. Yeah. Uh, I got a super chat from LNK who says, Laurent, not your bro, Swa. Epic. Thank you for the super chat. I like bro, Swa. It's a good name. Laurent, bro, Swa. Very dignified. One of two hockey Laurents that I can think of. Laurent Dauphin. My guy, yeah, Larry Dolphin. Larry Dolphin. That's my buddy. Hey, was he any relation to Larry Horse? I don't think so. I okay. think they're a different species altogether. Uh, well, you never know. Uh, one more guy I want to mention, too, and Luke went out of his way to mention this, too. Sam Lafferty, who was taxed with defending Austin Matthews the other night, was on Jack Eichel duty in this game, and uh, he has become the Hawks' shutdown center, and he's doing a hell of a job. I know Eichel scored in this game. Lafferty was not on the ice for that yep, goal. Exactly right. So, um, you know, maybe he's showcasing him. I think Who there's knows? a little. I think there's a little bit of that. There's a little bit of that. Yeah. Uh, I, I, yeah. I. I don't know. I, I. That's a guy who I am in no rush to trade, and I know he's been in rumors, and I know there's been a lot of chat about him. And like I wrote about for allchgo.com a little bit ago, like this is one of those guys where you say, if you want Sam Lafferty, you're gonna have to blow us away to get him. You're gonna have to give us an offer we can't refuse because, why? He's cheap. He's good. He's young. He checks all the boxes for the kind of team Kyle Davidson's trying to build. He, I, I could see him if Kane and Taves leave with a letter on his jersey next year. Um, there's no need to trade Sam Lafferty unless some team's going to get stupid and give you a Brandon Hagel type return. No, yeah, exactly. Don't trade him for the sake of trading him, but someone gives you a second-round pick in this year's draft, I take it. Oh, no doubt about that. Uh, but it's, it's the same for guys like Taylor Radish. Or, yeah, yeah, there's no reason to trade him unless somebody gets silly, and you can't refuse it. You know, so you got to keep some of these guys around. Um, you know, uh, Lafferty's a guy that could be a, a, a key contributor when this team's good again. You know, you need a guy like that. Lafferty to me is like faster Dave Bolin. 
top five skater in the league, according to Patrick Kane. I mean, is that was that going to become the new uh, future captain, Reese Johnson? Maybe top five skater in the league, Sam Lafferty. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, when Patrick Kane says it, you know, it's got to be true. Uh, Tom Slick says Lafferty is not young. He's twenty eight. He's twenty seven. Um, which is you're right. It's it's not young, but it's he doesn't have a lot of NHL miles on his body. Right. Uh, makes one point five one point one five million for the next uh, this year and next. Um, and no Russia trade that guy. I'm not. I'm just not. Uh, Taylor Radish is signed at seven hundred fifty eight thousand uh, next year. That's another guy. All right, if you want him, come and get him. But it's going to cost you. You know, there's just no reason to move on from a lot of these guys. You got to have people that can play. You can't just call up the Ice Hawks next year, right? And it, what you're going to end up doing is you're going to go bargain basement free agent shopping. Just keep some guys around. You got to have some continuity, so and eventually that's going to get out there, and players are going to be like, "I don't want to play for the Blackhawks because if I do anything, they're going to trade me." Like, I want to go to a team that I'm going to have a little security with. Yeah. And, and it, I, I don't think it's a mistake either, especially with Lafferty. Like, that's the kind of – that is the first move that Kyle Davidson made as GM. He identified this is the kind of guy I want for this team. And he acquired him by erasing one of the worst trades the previous Ooh, guy made. Good Lord. So not only did he get his type of guy – Hey, put some respect on the name of AHL All-Star Alex Nylander. Yeah, all right. The least of all Nylanders. <laughs> it's – that guy's not played an NHL game. No. Since the trade. No. Not not one. What does that tell you? He sucks. Yeah. Then why the hell was he ever here in the I first place? I think no, 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 don't get me wrong. Henry Jokiaru is not exactly lighting the league up, but he's been solid for a team that's sucked defensively for the last five years. It would have been nice to see what we could have got out of him. But whatever. We're again, he can't hurt us anymore. That's our that's our motto. Yeah. We we can't go back on we can't do what we yelled at other people for doing earlier this year. Yeah, uh, Angelo says a second for Lafferty. That's laughable. I don't think so. Stay tuned. I don't think so, man. The buzz is real you. about him. Yep. The buzz is real about him. When guys like Frank Saravalli and Elliot Freeman are talking about him, that means there's yeah. a need. And when there is a need for a guy like that, the price goes up. Now, yeah, you could just look at his stats. And if you're somebody that is like unfamiliar with the Blackhawks and you see – who the hell is this Sam Lafferty guy? And you pull up his stats. He's got oh, six goals, whatever it is. Like You're right. That does sound laughable. But when you watch him every night and you see what he brings, he spent the last two nights playing against Austin Matthews and Jack Eichel. Yep. What is that? Just those are the, that's the type of guy you need on a playoff team. So there are a lot of teams that I think would give up a second rounder to get Sam Lafferty, even considering that he's – under contract very cheaply for next year, too. He has uh, 10 goals and 11 assists in go, 50 man. games. That's a, almost a half a point per game average. Yep. And that's a guy who gets very little special teams time and... Um, well, power play. Yeah. Almost half of his goals are shorties. Yeah, right. And, you know... That's why I meant power play. Yeah. yeah, they... I mean, tonight was a fun game. You had the... the uh, Sam Lafferty and Riley Smith, who are both tied with four shorthanded goals in the same game. Uh, did Vegas get a power play? Mm. They did. Yeah, they did because yeah. of the Domi galaxy brain meltdown. No, they did not. They did not get a power play. Yeah, they did. When Domi got that They got a power play, but not a power play goal. Right, that's what I meant. Okay, they, okay. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, they had a power play because that's when um, Seth Jones, that play I just talked about. It's late. 
I'm on very little sleep. It is late. Uh, Ellen K says tons of talk on McCabe also, but he's not scratched for trade protection, so we good. Uh, I don't know if that's something that Kyle Davidson does, um, that this is really his first trade deadline. Uh, and I think, and I think if you tell Jake McCabe you're going to sit tonight because we might trade you, he's going to go F you. I'm yeah, playing. No, I, it, I I'm, not, th- I'm not telling Jake McCabe he can't play tonight. But he is, of the guys we're talking about where you don't necessarily have to move, he's A1. Like, keep Jake McCabe unless, again, right. people want to get stupid and don't. just, and, and you know, take a year off your rebuild by giving you multiple don't trade picks and prospects. For the sake of trading, you trade when the value is high, i.e., Brendan Nagel. He didn't have to trade Brendan Nagel last year, but when you're getting two first round picks, yeah. you're an idiot if you say no. Yep. Uh, Bijan says uh, Sharks got a first for Barkley Goudreau and a second uh, at the minimum for Lafferty isn't outrageous. So, um, yeah, I, I, I think that they have some assets here. They've got a lot of things to weigh. And, I, and I, you know, you, you do wonder, I know uh, we were asked earlier about it, like, is, is the Kane thing holding this up? I don't know if it's holding it up for Davidson. I think it's I think it's holding it up for the league. Yeah. And once the big dominoes fall, and really the only really big names left are Meyer, Kane, forward wise. Forward wise, yeah. I mean, you still got Chickering out there. Yeah. And uh, but the, the, the dude from uh, Columbus that I don't understand what the Gabrikov. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, just, I don't get that one. But but I think I think that Kane is really like. Kane and Meyer are the two really, yeah, really. And big I think if left. if Kane waves his no trade clause, he's the top guy available. Who would you rather have, Timo Meyer or Patrick Kane? Well, for the playoffs. Yeah. See, that's the question, and I I don't care. I can't not say Kane. Like, I, I'm not taking Timo Meyer. If I got the choice of those two, and I like Timo Meyer, he's a nice yeah. play. What's what's Timo Meyer? It's Timo Meyer won a Conn Smythe. Has Timo Meyer scored overtime goals in the Stanley Cup playoffs. I don't think so. No. So that experience. And that, what we've seen the last three games, will give me the effing spotlight. I crave it. Patrick Kane, Yeah, he's the best player available on the trade market the second he waves his trade deadline. It, if, in terms of a rental, does. absolutely correct. If he does. Yep. Uh, hey, I didn't, uh, to start the show, didn't remind everybody to smash that like button and uh, subscribe to the uh, YouTube channel and also subscribe on your favorite podcast app. So please do that. We've got 73 likes. Last show, we got up to 150 likes can we get to 100? I know we've got how many bonus spins do we have? Two banked, I believe. I think it was three. I think it is three. three. Is it three? Okay. What do I know? I wasn't here for those last. So two. we've got four. We've got four spins already. If we can get to 100, we'll do a fifth spin. I know it's a big ask, but we got uh, 78 right now. So let's get it. Let's get some more. I, I want to address we'll a couple it. things in the chat. Yeah, do it. We, we got on. time. Uh, our guy Mike uh, has asked a couple times about the LTR. Uh, we're not ignoring you, um, but. I am. No, I'm just kidding, Mike. <laughs> uh, putting Taves on LTIR and getting the cap space, that's not a, an issue for the Hawks right now. Yeah. They don't need to do that. Uh, if they want to take on a bad contract, they can, especially considering when you consider they're going to be trading away a bunch of salary too. So that's that's not even an issue. And I don't think they're going to do that because they, they're hopeful he can come back. Um, so th- that's the cap space – I know we're so used to it. Yeah, right. That's not an issue going forward for the next few years. So, uh, and then I just wanted to give out a shout out to our our guy Rick Rick eighty nine, active in the chat, uh, sitting just a couple of seats in front of us. Is that who was talking to us? That's our that's Rick. Rick, I got to be honest with you, man. Like I, uh, you might have just seen me being like, at everything you were saying, just smiling and nodding. 
uh, 20 years in radio of wearing headphones for uh, four or five hours a day has just completely destroyed my hearing. So I just smiled and nodded. So you could have been like, your wife's just, your kid is stupid and ugly. I'd be like, uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> Thumbs up. Yep. I just couldn't hear you. Um, but thanks for uh, thanks for the love and, and the support. And thanks for, we got a bunch of new faces in the chat today. Yeah, I love to see it. But yeah, thanks for the activity. We appreciate Man, that. Stick with us after the trade deadline, please. We'll try. Yeah. We'll, well, I, we'll I said, have other stuff. I said to Greg today, I go, you know, I know we're tired of uh, talking about the, the trade rumors, but once the deadline's over, what the f- were we going to talk about <laughs> you know Cole Gutman the Cole Gutman experience <laughs> uh in German Hawks fans check in and says uh need an overseas fan bonus spin get to 100 I will not just because you're German you don't get special treatment <laughs> that's no yeah. one who speaks German could be evil it's one of my favorite Simpsons lines ever um yeah so smash that like button for us and we'll get some extra spins for you but let's do I only do our three stars of the game and then we will do our uh, our tank standings, and we'll do our king of the game, and the whole schmear, and then we'll wrap things up. That sounds fun. Yeah. Number three star of the game, Peter Mrazek, who stopped uh, 34 of 36 shots on goal. Solid game for him. He spoke after the game, and, and it was very, very good. Uh, Cole Gutman, your number two star of the game. We talked about him earlier. He had a goal in 14-24 of ice time, three shots on goal, three more shot attempts, and won 55% of his draws. And your number one star, of course, Tyler Johnson. He had the uh, game-tying goal. He had the shootout winning goal. He also picked up an assist in 16-23 of ice time, one shot on goal. That's 100% shooting. Uh, And three more shot attempts, also credited with two hits and a takeaway. Yes, that's a takeaway. Over two from the faceoff dot, though. What a bum. 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 All right, so my number three, my four star of the game, rather, was Seth Jones uh, for the reasons we talked about earlier. Eight shots on goal, 27-09 of ice time in this game. Two takeaways, two block shots. Uh, he was terrific. That's the kind of thing you need. And before the after the morning skate, Luke Richardson said, I want Seth Jones to shoot the puck more to get back to shooting the puck. He is at his most effective when he's putting the puck on net. For whatever reason, his aggression offensively makes him better defensively. I swear to God, it, I don't know if it engages him in the game yeah. or whatever it is, but when he is aggressive offensively, his defense improves. So Seth Jones, uh, excellent game. Eight shots on goal. Every shot attempt he made was on target, which is crazy for a defenseman, that all eight shot attempts he made went through and hit the goalie. Terrific game for Seth Jones. No points, which is, uh, you know, they only had two goals in regulation or in, in the uh, entire game, so it's not not that big of a stretch, but uh, just another great game by number four. Yeah, uh, I'm going to go. We, we joked before the uh, show that Stephen should have just left Mario up there with McCabe because, yeah. you know, if Mario he texted was here, us, he took McCabe. Yeah, he, he was going to take him anyway. But uh, I'm going to go with the guy we talked about earlier, too, so we don't have to spend too much time. Sam Lafferty is my four star. Uh, five shots on goal for young Mr. Lafferty yep. or not so young Mr. Lafferty, however you want. Eight total shot attempts. Youngish. Uh, one five. He's younger than me, so that's that counts for something. <laughs> Way younger than me. Yeah. Uh, won five of his nine faceoffs. No hits from that. That's weird. But here's a, here's a fun stat. Yeah, twenty one shifts tonight. Only one forward on the entire team had more shifts. Wow. Than Sam Lafferty, and that was Patrick Kane. That tracks. 
So maybe he didn't have all the hits because he wasn't focusing on the forechecking and all that stuff because his assignment was see Jack Eichel, stop him. And yeah. he pretty much did because <laughs> Jack Eichel did score the goal, but it was in the second period when there were about three or four Eichel shifts that, that just the matchups weren't lining up right and Lafferty wasn't on the ice. That's when he scored. Otherwise, you didn't notice Jack Eichel a whole lot. Just like you didn't notice Austin Matthews a ton on Sunday. Sam Lafferty is turning into that shutdown defen defensive forward. So you think second round is not yeah. doable? Uh, au contraire, I think it's very doable. So Lafferty, another great game. Um, just as everything we talked about, I could, we could say it again, but we already said it. Weird that Patrick Kane's not a four-star. I think the two of us, when we submitted our picks, just assumed he would get one of the three stars of the game. Yeah. Uh, he did not. Uh, he maybe should have. But, hey, Peter Mrazek, uh, solid in this one, too. I, I have to say, you made a great observation about Mrazek. I'm not going to steal it from you. I'll let you say it here in a second. Um, despite the lack of rebound control, came up big. Positionally strong, Right. But uh, I'd like to see him control the rebounds a little bit, flash the leather a few times with some nice glove saves, uh, recovered from out of position a few times to get back in net. Uh, I, it was a solid game. Stop 34-36. I mean, that's a good game any night. And, um, and he was in good spirits after the game. But why don't you share the observation you made about him? Watching Peter Mrazek reminds me, it's almost identical to the way Kevin Lankinen played for much of last season. Love that. He's not seeing the puck because every save, he's lunging at it. He's because he, he's not seeing it to the last possible second, and he has to fight it off. A lot of this with his blocker. A lot of, you know, late, he's, he's, he's not controlled. It's a lot of reaction instead of seeing the puck all the way. That's why he's having the issue with the rebound control because when you're swatting at it, you're kicking it right back to the ice instead of letting it come to you and being controlled. So I don't think he's seeing the puck very well, and some of that could be, you know, with the opposing teams. There are a lot of traffic in front of him. He was, he was, there are a lot of contact made with him tonight. There was a play uh, that he was a little slow to get up. I was like, oh, they did it. They broke yeah. Peter Mrazek again. His that, brains fell off. Um, but, you know, he's been solid. He's making those big saves, but those rebounds make me so nervous because a lot of the times that's what gets them in trouble the second the third chances are usually what it, they don't score a lot on the first shots against Peter Mrazek it's that second and third opportunities because he's fighting the puck he can't control the rebound even if you're going to give up a rebound kick it to the corner yeah, redirect but it. it's almost every rebound is either right in front of him or back up the middle where everybody's stick is and a lot of that is to do is just the way he's fight. it's it's go back and watch one of those games from last year when Kevin Lankinen played, and it's almost like looking at a replay. It is. Uh, I kind of define it as fighting the puck. Exactly. Yeah. It's not being in control, and you're seeing it at the last second, so you have to swat at it right? because you're not ready for it. Think about Corey Crawford. It would just absorb, almost like he would suck his body in and make himself just the puck would just hit him and drop. There is no, Very rarely would Crawford kick out a rebound. Every goalie's going to do it now and again. They yeah. got to make a pad save or whatever. But if it was hitting him in the body, most often with Crawford, he was absorbing it and not using the blocker so much, right? You see Mrazek use the blocker a lot uh, as kind of a last resort. Crawford was always kind of a – he would make his body big with the glove in the, in the blocker 
and it would hit him in the chest or the, or the belly or whatever. And he just was kinda, just so positionally sound. Yeah. No wasted movement. Yes, You get exactly. a lot of this with, with, with both of our what goalies. I, I think with Crawford, a lot of, like, for the people that doubted Corey Crawford, because of the way he was positionally, there were a lot of times where there were goals that he had no chance to make the save on. Like, it would bounce, like, maybe it would hit a skate and go that way, and he had no shot at getting it. So they would see a lot of open net goals scored against Corey Crawford, but it's because he's squared up, he's out of his net, he's taken away the angle, and it just so happened right. to hit a skate, hit a stick, and bounce out of his reach where there's no way he can dive back and get it. And people are like, well, that was a soft goal. Eh, it's a circumstance, right? More bad luck than It's a more bad goal. luck than a soft goal. To right? me, one of the great comparisons I used to make with Crawford to kind of cross sports, Corey Crawford – was like the Ryan Sandberg of goaltenders. Yes, Just excellent. Perfect positioning yep. all the time. People used to criticize Ryan Sandberg for saying, "Hey, he never got his uniform dirty. He never dove for a ball because he never effing had to." Right. Because he had you played perfectly to where no matter where you hit it, boom, he was there. That was Corey Crawford or net. He was just so positionally sound, and I think we got spoiled and we took that for granted. And now we see some guys that struggle in that. And Mrazek struggles with that positioning he's not calm and compact stauber is actually and and when soderbloom was up here and was playing with confidence you saw that a lot where he was just not a lot of movement in the crease because he didn't have to and then when he it, had to play and then when it started getting away from soderbloom you yeah. started to see a lot the of swimming, movement, a lot the of swimming, yep, the exactly. reaction. When when you were when you're reacting, you're not confident and you don't know where to go. But when you're confident, you know where the puck is going to be and you beat it there. Yes. All right. Uh, before we get to the DraftKings King of the Game, I want to point out something that happened around the league tonight. Connor McDavid became the fifth fastest player to reach 800 points in NHL history. Do you have the other four, Greg Boyson? All right, say that again. He was the, the fifth, fifth fastest, fastest player to reach 800 points. Well, the first uh, one's obvious. Yeah, that's Wayne The second one's obvious, too. That's got to be Yarmir Yager. Nope. Not on the list. Really? Okay, well, then the teammate. Mario. Yep. Not Terabasi. <laughs> um, the next two might surprise you. Is one of them Joe Thornton? No. Mike Bossy. Okay. Did it in 525. I would have gotten that eventually. Peter Stasny. Okay, I actually I I read this stat yesterday and and forgot. So I would have gotten to those eventually, but we don't have that much time. So Connor McDavid did it in 545 games. Wayne Gretzky did it in 352. <laughs> he did it in 352 one games to get 800 points. That is crazy. Even with those down years. Yep. Down years. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. He still finished 1.92 points per game in his career. It's 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 stupid. It's insane. It's insane. All right, let's get to our DraftKings King of the Game. It is Tyler Johnson, the game tying goal, the shootout winning goal, also had an assist and a 100% shooting percentage. He is our DraftKings King of the Game. Exactly right. Download the app and use promo code CHGO when you sign up for DraftKings, America's top-rated sports book. And, you know, last week it felt like maybe we can go hit the links, get some uh, maybe nine holes in there. Today, not so much. But golf season's closer than you think. And Pins and Aces is the official golf apparel partner of CHGO. We love our Pins and Aces gear and get tons of compliments on and off the course. They are a family-owned uh, golf and apparel business, and they make amazing polos, hats, golf bags, and even 
our favorite, the beer sleeve, an innovative product that allows you to store seven beers right inside your golf bag and keep drinks cold the entire round. Check out pinsandaces.com. Use that code CHGO and you'll receive 15% off your first order and get free shippings. Get decked out for the upcoming golf season. The Cubs, I think the Sox probably too, play a game on Saturday. Steven, can you confirm? I can't actually. Come on, Steven. I, yeah. You're my White Sox. I, w- I would imagine everybody's playing a game on Saturday. Yeah. Spring training is starting soon, which means spring is close. Some teams might be playing too. There you go. Split squad. So jump on Jinx. pinsandaces.com. Use that code CHGO. You'll receive 15% off your first order and get free shipping. That's a great, great deal. Uh, what else we need to do? Are we good? One thing I wanted to mention before yeah. we get to the tank standings and the oh, yes, spinoramas. Thing. See, uh, we almost we were go- we were going to give the king of the game to Cole Gutman before Tyler yes. Johnson did the Tyler Johnson stuff, mm-hmm. waved his Johnson in the faces of the Golden Knights. <laughs> um, we uh, one observation when you go back and watch that goal by Cole Gutman is the way he protected the puck from yeah. the defender. That's that's stuff like that, and the way he plays defensively is keeping him in the NHL, because you you, you don't that's instinct like mm-hmm. that's just things that like a player at that age, fourth game in the NHL to do that with that kind of confidence that's impressive. So just go back and watch that goal and see how he protects the puck and shields off the defender, and then boom gets off another great shot and scores a goal. That, can that, I, that's good stuff. Can I call you off for saying with the empty net, why isn't Cole Gutman on the ice right now? I, and then four yeah. seconds later, Tyler Johnson yeah, scored. Yeah, literally, <laughs> there was the face-off right before Tyler Johnson tied the game. Now, I didn't say pull Tyler Johnson up. I just that's said. That's true. I just looked at Jago. I'm not being a smartass right now. <laughs> it was one of like the three times the entire night I'm not being a smartass. Why the F is Cole Gutman not on the ice? And then as like literally we look down, Tyler Johnson scores the goal. Yeah. Not, but I didn't he say why the hell is Tyler Johnson out there. I just said get him out there for anybody, uh, but in my face. All right. Hey, Mario says great show, guys. Thanks for thanks for watching, Mario. We appreciate it. I hope you click the like button. Yeah, hit that like <laughs> button. Create. Uh, uh, we got ninety likes. We yeah, didn't get to one hundred. Right. All right. That's sad. It's a late night. It's all right. All right. Let's get to the tank standing so we can go the f home. All right. Well. Our buddy No Righteous Rage is going to have a rager tonight. Anaheim in the kind. lead with 41 points in 58 games. Columbus with 41 and 57. The Hawks third in the tank standings right. with 43 points in 56 games. San Jose and Vancouver are fourth and fifth. So there you have it. As it stands right now, the Hawks third in the tank standings. Um, it's all right. Plenty of time left, and I think they're going to probably be the most active of any of those teams at the deadline in terms of Yeah, of I mean, Anaheim assets. doesn't have a lot of tradable guys outside of Klingberg. Right. Maybe Shattenkirk. Hey, Shattenkirk. I don't know why that reminds me of Hanrahan. <laughs> it just, it always has, it always I always, will. I always, every time I would see Shattenkirk, I would go, bitty, 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 because he reminds me of Lockheed <laughs> from uh, Taxi. He looks like Andy Kaufman. <laughs> he does look like Andy Kaufman. That's it. I never thought of that before. All right. So what do we have? Four? We have four spins? We have three coming in, and we have the extra one. All right, right, let's do it. We got four. Four four spins. spins. And again, if we if the Hawks win this sim, uh, we will just stop and and, and bank the extra. So here we go. Stands in it. Leave it on a high note. All right, let's do it. Anaheim, Columbus, Nashville, Chicago. I don't like that one. Yeah, I don't like that one. Four more. Three more, I mean. I can math. Ottawa. Columbus. Nine spot jump for Ottawa. 
Anaheim and Chicago. Well, I might right. be going back to Tankathon. Yeah, seriously. All right. All right, here we go. Two more. Here we go. Columbus, St. Louis, Five. Nashville, Anaheim, Chicago. No, we won't be doing that. No. Sorry. No. All right, last one here. Let's go on a high note. Oh, oh back to this Arizona, Vancouver, Columbus, tonight Anaheim, suck. Chicago. That's bad. It's all it's all your fault. We didn't get to 100. Yep. That extra one might have been the one, but we'll never know. We'll might, have to, might have to switch back to Tankathon tomorrow night. No, let's give it a <laughs> shot. We'll see what happens. All right, we're going to wrap things up. Uh, remember, we're back tomorrow night. Uh, Hawks and Stars in Dallas. That is an 8.30 start. Why? Because it's a national broadcast. Piss off. So I, I, I fully expect the Dallas Stars to do some sort of ridiculous ceremony they yes. could have done uh, well before the game they're started. Gonna re- they're going to retire the number of... Uh, Craig Ludwig. <laughs> Marty Turco. <laughs> there you go. Hey, you might deserve it. Marty Turco was well, good. It for makes a long sense because he played for both teams. That's so it. We're doing another hour on this topic right now. All right. Richard Madfichuk. Yeah. All right. We'll talk to you tomorrow night. Reminder we are presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top rated sportsbook. Download the app. Use promo code CHGO when you sign up. Thanks to Steven for running the show. For Greg and Mario, who's home, I'm Jay. Thanks for listening to the CHGO Blackhawks podcast.